Hello, I'm Curtis Bowers, and this is Agenda Weekly. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I really appreciate it. Hope you've had a good week. A lot going on, like always. We're going to talk about something that is a little bit different, but it's a broad overview of all the different things that are going on right now and how serious they are, being that they're all happening together, which is so important. A couple key issues this week, of course, and we'll get into a little more, but the school shooting in Nashville. One of the first times a mass shooter specifically wanted to target Christians and kill Christians. Very sobering reality. And I think we're heading into that territory. President Trump indicted. It never happened before (laughs) on bogus charges just for political reasons. That's a major step our country has taken. Also, some of the polls that came out this week, you probably saw some of them, but some of the declining numbers in key categories. 70% of Americans thought patriotism was very important in 1998. Today, it's only 38%. Just in 20 years, very sobering. Religion, 62% in 98 And now 39% today think religion is important. Um, Having children, this is significant. It's the depopulation agenda. It's the convincing people that it's not worth having children or the planet can't handle the children. But 59% of people in 1998 thought it was a good thing to have children. Now it's only 30%. That's really to our advantage because I think that 30% is us. (laughs) So if we keep having children, they don't have any children, that's a great blessing. And there was other categories too, but some sobering numbers. I was reading a newsletter I get by Gary Kaw this week, and it comes out every quarter. And his title kind of caught me in a way I go, that's a good title. It was called, What a Mess. And he was summing up the last three months. Well, today I'm going to talk about we are in a mess. Five categories that we are really in trouble in. And we need to know about them, uh, which I think will drive us to our knees more to pray more about these things because it really doesn't look good. We are being purposefully destroyed by those that hate our country, those that have worked themselves into positions of authority and influence to change us, like the movies I made talk about. But it's becoming overwhelming when you realize, no, no, everything has that end in mind, the destruction of America, every major thing that is happening. But anyway, I appreciate you joining me. I hope that those that aren't subscribers will consider going to agendaweekly.com. And if you subscribe there, you'll get all the different information we put out each week. But thanks again. I think the first area I'll go into is economic implosion. Here's a key thought to remember when you think about what's going on economically in America. Poverty produces dependency. That's a key thing to remember because too many people give the other side the benefit of the doubt that they're just ignorant or they think, well, these things are just happening by accident or whatever. But when you know their key goal is dependency. They want us to be dependent on them. Then it makes total sense to see economic things like inflation, where they create inflation 10, 15% a year. 
So it devastates everyone. When everyone is losing 10 to 15% of their total wealth every year, it's not going to last very long. And they know that. And so that's one of the things. And the interest rates, when you jack them up so quickly, of course, it's going to cause devastating impact to the economy. The banks, I think the real goal as I look at this and all the things going on, the real goal is to set up where they can create the circumstances to eliminate small banks. Just get rid of all of them. COVID was key in eliminating small business. They hate small business. They hate competition. Remember John D. Rockefeller said, competition is a sin. And so they want a communistic totalitarian society where there is no competition. They have all power and no one competes for that. And they have all money and no one competes for that. Well, if they can eliminate all the little banks in America where they just consolidate it down to the six big banks, then it's very easy to implement the digital currency or totalitarian control of the financial institutions. And there's really nothing we can do about it because our money has to be in their system. So that's a key thing going on. Also, the devaluation of the dollar is part of the plan to collapse things at the right moment so that when the CBDC comes out, it's like our only alternative. Our money is is deflating so quickly that we we need something. And so that's the way they do that. And I think they're going to come out with some clever scheme of when they first implement that system to really motivate you to come on board. Hey, we'll give you a dollar twenty-five for every dollar that you turn in to get become part of our system. And and then they'll they'll manipulate things where you only got three months for that or whatever. And then the next three months you get a dollar for a dollar. And then the next three months it's 75 cents to the dollar. And then eventually it's zero. Their paper dollars aren't worth anything anymore. So you've lost your money if you haven't joined our system. Watch this quick clip by Steve Cortez. Um, just talking about some of the financial things going on and the purposefulness behind it. Every transaction in the world of any consequence, uh, whether it's a bank transfer or a drug deal, is done in United States dollars. That primacy, though, that, that, uh, that centrality of King Dollar is very much at risk now because of Joe Biden and because he has taken a, a government that was already borrowing and spending too much, put it into absolute overdrive at the same time that he is risking World War III through a es needless escalation in Ukraine uh, and, and convincing and compelling some of the worst enemies of the United States to form alliances such as Beijing and Moscow. So let's show this, though, in, in chart form. The Fed balance sheet reductions that were occurring, guess what? Uh, they've ended and then some. We have the Fed balance sheet exploding higher again. Now, what are some of the consequences of that? Uh, this is a chart of China's holding of U.S. Treasuries, and that goes all the way back to 2010. As you can see for several years now, but particularly in the last year, it is in a demonstrable decline, meaning China no longer the CCP. Listen, the CCP, Steve, those folks are evil, but they're not dumb. They do not want to hold United States Treasuries anymore because they realize how risky United States Treasuries are. They realize that the business of the United States has become a very risky borrower. So they are dumping Treasuries at a significant pace. And what that means is 
when somebody like Joe Biden presents a clown budget, okay, and that's what it was, says, oh, you know what, we've got an inflation problem, let's spend $6.8 trillion, let's spend a third more than we were spending pre-pandemic, maybe that'll take care of the inflation, okay? Here's the risk. When China and other actors in the world no longer want to buy America's debt, and we put forward a clown budget like Joe Biden's that we have been able to previously finance at low interest rates, suddenly we can't finance it at low interest rates, Steve. And that's where if the dollar loses its primacy, if it loses its status as the global reserve currency, the United States can quickly become uh, a, a nation that is admired in hyperinflation. We can quickly become a virgin of Venezuela or Argentina. And I want to warn people, look back historically. Argentina, a little over a century ago, was as wealthy, if not wealthier, than the United States. It was a country that had an economy that very much uh, resembled the United States. It entered a period of hyperinflation, didn't have a re reserve currency to fall back on, uh, and they have been mired in turmoil and economic depravity ever since. That can happen in the United States. Don't assume that it can't just because we have enjoyed this status for so long. The next category is endless wars. They are not content with just Ukraine. You can see that very clearly. They want more wars. War, of course, does a lot of different things. It sidetracks people because they're worried about the loss of life and everything like they should be. And so they can do a lot of other things. They can then blame any current problems on, oh, it's because of the war. It's not our economic policies. It's not the, the things we're doing. It's, 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 Putin, you know, it's his problem. Everything, every problem in our country is Putin's, you know, that's what they do. Well, war does a lot of things. One, it wastes a tremendous amount of money, which is good. <laughs> Again, remember, poverty creates dependency. And the, the more they spend money on wars for no reason, that just makes us poor because we're the ones that have to pay for it. I think they are purposefully destroying the Ukraine because they're going to have it be the model for the future. They're going to have to rebuild the whole country. America will end up spending trillions of dollars there. I know that will happen. That's what's happened after every war. We're the ones that rebuild. So we will spend trillions of dollars there in the Ukraine to set up what the world's going to look like in every country as soon as they can set it up. So that's key. But here's the reality I was thinking back to the Vietnam War. The Vietnam War lasted for 12 years, and we lost 55,000 of our boys, which was horrific. It was a bloodbath for 12 years. And what did that average out to be? During those whole 12 years of the war, we lost 12 soldiers a day, every day for 12 years, which is horrible. Just in the last 12 months during the Ukraine war, they've lost 120,000 people. And what is that? That's 328 a day. The Vietnam War, which was horrible, was 12 soldiers a day. This war is 328 a day. It's clearly anti-Ukrainian as you could ever be. It's to eliminate the Ukrainian people from off the earth, clearly. Every new weapon system we send them doesn't help them have victory. It helps more of them die. Every day we prolong the war, 328 more people are going to die. And that's just the ones we know about. It's also accomplishing many other things, the war. It's causing all nations to reject the dollar. And you go, well, America doesn't want that to happen. The elites and the deep state does. 
because that will collapse America. You must understand that. I know a lot of people, It's if you haven't studied this long enough to have dug deep enough to realize, no, no, the goal is one world government, period. And a hundred years ago, they were writing about, and the only way that's ever going to happen is if America is out of the picture. She has got to go. We have to get rid of America. That's why everything is so anti-American, because the elites and the globalists and the deep staters know we got to do that. So that's what's happening. Also, because of the war, again, it results in more inflation, uh, higher chances of a bigger war starting because of all the things going on in the midst of this. So that's key. And then it just encourages anti-American sentiment worldwide. Everyone sees, why is America stirring this war up? What, what are they doing? And, and so it makes the whole world just start to hate America more and more, which the globalists also want. So when America falls, there'll be great rejoicing in the streets. It won't be, oh, what happened? I think we're really at a point where it wouldn't take much of a trigger to implement a global conflict where we would be then in a global situation. I think war is inevitable because that's the only way out of a financial collapse. That's what we did in World War II. FDR had created this collapse of our economic systems by all his careless policies. And so he realized we need to go to war. And of course, the war was also to soften up Europe so Stalin would be able to take it over right after the war was done. It also softened up Asia so Mao would be able to take over Asia, the communist leader there. But that's what these people are about. We have to remember we created America, our State Department, the communists that had embedded into our system. They created, are you ready? Red China. We had a whole two-part special on that this summer. They created North Korea. They created Cuba, kicking out uh, Batista out of there. Oh, he's not perfect, uh, but we're going to get Castro in there. He's a revolutionary. It'll be wonderful. We did that. The Soviet Union, we did that. The bankers in America, they were collapsing a couple years after they started and America started sending them wheat and propping them up. The Soviet Union was only there because we put it there. Iran, we kicked out the Shah, Jimmy Carter. Millions of people are still suffering all over the world just because of the foreign policy of Jimmy Carter. And millions have died just because of his foreign policy. That's how much it affects other people. But Iran, we set up the radical Iran, which is one of our number one enemies now. It's not really. They're all part of the system they created to take America down. But every major threat we face, we created. So we have to kind of acknowledge that and not be willing to face the facts of that's what the people in this country that have been in control since the 20s and 30s, that's what they've done. All the while talking patriotically, so we'll wave our flag, but slowly setting up enemies all over the world so the military-industrial complex will have plenty of business and they'll be able to start a war anytime they need a war so that they can remove people from power or put people in power or, or sidetrack us like they love doing. Number three was the COVID sham. And a key point on that is it was a test run to totalitarian control with the WHO Treaty coming next. 
to totally gather that power once they experimented with how can we get control? What does it look like? What's the best way to do it? Australia, New Zealand, Canada, many countries, California and states implemented a totalitarian system and they were able to test drive that so they know what that'll look like. And so we look at the, the whole COVID sham and we have to remember this again. And that when I talk about America, I'm talking about those in power in America, the elites, the globalists, the think tanks like the Council on Foreign Relations, the deep state in Washington, D.C., because those are the people who make the decisions. Our elected representatives do almost nothing. The presidents do almost nothing. Trump tried to do something, and that's why they had to destroy him. He didn't listen to the rules of the game. We tell you what to do. You just obey, like every other president has done. And he said, no, 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 we're going to do something different. And that's why we've seen what we've seen. But remember this now about COVID. America made that virus. China did not. <laughs> that was made in North Carolina under the direction of Anthony Fauci. And then when we had to move it out of America um, for political reasons and things, then we funded it there at the Wuhan Institute. And the U.S. elites are also the ones that decided when to release it. China did not. They wouldn't know when to do that or how to do that or whatever. And I truly believe it was because of Trump's United Nations speech that I believe now was in September of 2019 when he talked about the future does not belong to the globalists. The future belongs to the patriots. When he said that, I remember when I watched it, I knew he's done. <laughs> You cannot say that on the world stage. And a week later, it slipped out and all of a sudden everything started changing over in China. But they didn't tell us because they wanted to build up momentum. So, yeah, communist China loves anything that destroys America, too. But we were in control of that. And so the elites love communist China because it's kind of the model for the world. But if you look at all the lies associated with COVID, the mask total lie. Closed schools, total lie. It made all of our kids become just dummies because when you at a young age just sit home for two years and you're not studying anything, you're just watching movies or playing video games, your life might never recover from that. You're going to have gotten so good at doing nothing and not thinking about anything. The social distancing, you know, total lie. The treatments that were given were toxic to create as much death as possible. The pre-treatments that were banned that would have saved 95 to 99% of all lives would not have been lost. Banned. The propaganda for fear where they'd say we need to make things so scary people will just be terrified and do what we tell them to do. Well, that's the model they use. I just a week ago was driving here in Alabama, and I saw a 13-year-old black boy just walking down the street by himself on a sunny day, and he had one of those blue masks on. And I thought, these people are so evil that a 13-year-old that normally wouldn't care about anything anyway, even if you told him, put on the mask, he'd take it off as soon as you, know, you weren't around or whatever. He's actually in fear. That's the only reason you would wear that. So at 13, he's scared to death all by himself, walking down the road, the side of the road, 
on a sunny day, no one anywhere near him. And I just saw that. I go, these people are so evil. We know the majority of hospitalizations and death were in those that were the most vaccinated, even though they keep lying and saying, no, 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 no. It's, it's a you know, pandemic of the unvaccinated. Total lie. And they're still lying. Why are they still lying? Because they're still pushing this out because most of the masses are ignorant as can be. They're still demanding old people, get your booster, young people. I just saw a thing this week, one of the colleges where all the young people, you have to have your current boost to go to school still. Even when all the data's come out, oh, this is deadly to young people. It's probably going to make them infertile and, and it's going to uh, you know, just be devastating to them. And they have no risk of COVID and they're still doing it. Well, that's when you know it is evil. And again, I've talked about this before, but it's important to remember October 23rd of last year, just 2022, the catastrophic contagion conference in Brussels was setting up practice exercise uh, for the next pandemic, just like event 201 in October of 2019 got everybody on the same page for the, the virus that had already been released and was getting going. They had all the timing set up perfectly. Well, they said now, you know, in 2025, it's going to be a virus. And we really know now it's going to affect children more than adults. I think they realized they made a mistake when they had something that really wasn't deadly to children. Adults are tougher. We're not as worried about ourselves. But when children start dying, if they really release something that's more deadly to children, that paralyzes everybody. Everyone hates to see children suffer and die. It just, ugh, it's so much. So it will create 10 times the fear if children are dropping dead everywhere. And of course, a key factor that I was thinking through, okay, why do they want children? More fear, yeah, that makes sense. But here's another key reason. Their depopulation agenda. Each child you eliminate, it also eliminates their entire family tree that they would have had. Um, that's why they're pushing the transgender stuff on our children. Once you've been mutilated, you're not having children ever again. But anyway, it's, it's, it's serious, but that's the reality of the COVID sham. Some of the details we've just lived through, but it was all purposeful plan to destroy. And now another one's going to be coming in about a year or so. And you're going to see it will be focused on children. I just know. They know what they're doing. We don't, so we have to listen to them. What do they say? What are they, what are they doing? Like if you go back now and listen to the conference, Event 201 and stuff, about COVID, it's all exactly what it was. So they obviously knew that. You wouldn't know how to lay it out exactly the way it's going to be if it was an accident or something you didn't know was going to happen. Um, but they knew exactly what was going to happen. Number four is the climate hoax. <laughs> and the best way to understand that is it's implementing the cult of climate in hopes of destroying Christianity. They've been after Christianity from the beginning and the other side. And because they know how powerful it is when people believe in God, they believe in the Bible and the truths therein, they're never going to get people to follow them when they're saying everything opposite of what the Bible said. So they've got to transition us to a new religion and this cult of climate. Now, the climate cult is gaining ground with people who claim to be Christians because they're so ignorant 
of Scripture. They're so biblically illiterate. They're so um, religious, really, is the bottom line. And they want to feel good about themselves. I think most of them are not Christians um, because otherwise they would have the, the ability to see through the lies and not be so blind to the facts. But they're claiming this is the most important thing we can do to love our neighbor. That's how they're selling it to the Christian community. Because people in that community, especially the ones that aren't saved, kind of go, oh, I think I've heard we're supposed to love our neighbor. And so that's how they're selling it. And of course, sharing the gospel, being that that's not even presented most of the time anymore at all, is just totally put to the back burner. Oh, don't worry about that. Let's first save the environment, save the climate, then we'll move on to that. But as I, as a Christian, study the whole climate thing, what all the things they're telling us to do You just see how ignorant and foolish and gullible people are to buy into this. Now think about this. The climate cult goes against everything God told us to do directly. It's really funny when you think about that. This is just a satanic ploy to get people to worship the creation instead of the creator. But listen to this. What does God tell us? He said, be fruitful, right? Multiply. (laughs) What do they say? No, you can't have any children because they're destroying the planet. So they tell you to disobey right there. He said, fill the earth, cover the planet. They say, no, no, you need to move into consolidated areas in the cities and leave the rural places to let nature take them over. What happens when nature takes things over? (laughs) Look at any empty lot in your community and you'll see what happens when nature is left. When that happens... Weeds, trash, death, (laughs) destruction. And then you look at where there's homes and yards and sprinkler systems and people pruning and people planting flowers and things. It's a beautiful garden. They don't want that. But that's the exact opposite. He told us to take dominion over the earth. Every aspect of it, to take dominion. They say, no, leave the earth alone. He said, be productive because he is productive and produce And they say, no, the resources are off limits to you. You can't produce anything. It will destroy Mother Earth. It's a cult. We have to acknowledge it as that. That's all it is. It's nothing else. Everything they're getting us to do is destructive to the creation, destructive to human beings who the creation was made for. It was made just for us. It's perfect for us. It's resilient. It's tough as nails. God made it that way because he knew we would need it to be that way. There, of course, if you look at some of their Ten Commandments, the new ones they just came up with, you see this is a cult. Here's one of them. Creation manifests divinity. It's saying the trees are divine, the grass, the air. What is that? That's a New Age cult. That's all it is. Man has divinity in him if he's born again. We're made in the image of God. Everything in life is interconnected. Again, that's just that New Age doublespeak. Change our inner climate. Again, just nonsense from the New Age cult. And then last it says, repent and return. And that's where you see it is a religion. They've hijacked God when he says, repent and turn to me. They're saying, no, repent of your sins against the climate in return. And I mean, just again, it's, it's superstitious, hocus pocus nonsense, but it is a cult. And so it needs to be treated like a cult. 
And those that are in that cult are brainwashed, just like cult members are. And, and they don't have a clue about anything. And they can't, they've been so brainwashed when you show them CO2 is plant food. It helps everything that is green. When you show them the facts of science and reality, they can't accept it. Well, no, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a pollutant. <laughs> you know? So we, we need to be aware of that. And number five, probably the most significant, because we just see it so obviously all around us, is the cultural collapse. The trans movement being pushed on our children is the final chapter. You can tell when you are encouraging your own children to mutilate themselves, you realize, okay, God's judgment is upon us, period. When he's blind, blinded the eyes not to see that, and you're destroying your very children, then you realize, okay, we're in the midst of collapse. Look at the picture right now on the screen. You see those six sweet people, three children and three adults. Those were the people this week who were executed by the just crazed transgender woman. And listen to this clip for a minute. Trans ideology claims dominion over nature itself. We can change the identity we were born with, they will tell you with wild-eyed certainty. Christians can never agree with this statement because these are powers they believe God alone possesses. That unwillingness to agree, that failure to acknowledge a trans person's dominion over nature, incites and enrages some in the trans community. People who believe they're God can't stand to be reminded that they're not. So Christianity and transgender orthodoxy are wholly incompatible theologies. They can never be reconciled. They are on a collision course with each other. One side is likely to draw blood before the other side. That's what we concluded last week. Here's the Attorney General of the United States yesterday. I realize that the shooter is dead, but the shooter could have had collaborators. Do you plan on opening a hate crime investigation for the targeting of Christians? The um, FBI and ATF are both uh, on the scene working with the um, uh, local police. Uh, as of now, motive hasn't been identified, and the police chief said at, the last, at his last press conference that they don't yet have reached a conclusion with respect to uh, motive. Uh, we are certainly working full-time with them to try and determine what the motive is, and of course motive is what determines whether it's a hate crime or not. So here's what we just learned from Merrick Garland. The FBI, the ATF, and the Nashville police are all investigating these shootings. Yet more than 24 hours after they took place, none of those professional investigators can even guess as to why the shootings happened. Motive hasn't been identified, Garland told us. Really? You wonder how that could possibly be. Just before she opened fire, the Nashville shooter wrote these words to her best friend over Instagram. Quote, one day this will make more sense. I've left behind more than enough evidence. That evidence includes a written manifesto where the killer spells out exactly why she killed children. The FBI, the ATF, the Nashville police, and for that matter, Merrick Garland, all have access to that manifesto. And yet somehow the attorney general informs us that a motive has not yet been identified. Well, he's lying. They all are lying. We can't see the manifesto because the transgender lobby, which has far more power than you do, has pressured politicians to keep it hidden. 
but we can be certain what it says. Monday's victims were murdered because they were Christians. It's that simple. Transgenderists hate Christians above all, not because Christians are a physical threat. The third graders were not a physical threat, but because Christians refuse to join every other liar in our society and proclaim that transgenderists are gods with the power to change nature itself. Christians are not allowed to say that. They have their own God. And for that refusal, that unwillingness to bow down and worship a false idol, in this case of transgenderism, they were murdered. We have never seen this battle so starkly set as it is now. So not surprisingly, given this, transgenderists and their allies spent today attacking Christians just days after a transgenderist murdered Christian children. Here's Congresswoman Catherine Clark of Massachusetts on the House floor. Layered in my pride is my concern for you. I know your strength, but I also know how determined the forces are that have pitted themselves against you. The politicians and preachers who would rather see you languish in a dark closet than watch you engage the world as you do, cultivating joy and love wherever you go. Let's reject the forces of opposition and bigotry. Let's celebrate the bravery and beauty of our trans community. Cultivating joy and love wherever you go. This in response to the murder of children by a self-described trans person. You're the victim, transgenderists, not the dead children in Nashville. People who believe their God will always turn their rage and frustration outward. They will never blame themselves. How could they? They are God. So you should not be surprised to learn that in the wake of this shooting, when their agenda is revealed for all to see, there will be no contrition, no changing of ways. There will only be acceleration and there will be more violence coming. And they're telling us that. The press secretary for the governor of Arizona, Katie Hobbs, someone called Jocelyn Berry, who was just resigned apparently, uploaded this photograph hours after the killing along with the message, us when we see transphobes, a woman with a gun in her hand, hours after a woman with a gun in her hand killed Christian children in Nashville. In other words, the Christians had it coming. So many key things he covered there in this whole week, some great material. And now look at the picture on the screen. That's four of the last crazed, psychopathic killers in recent times. This is the perfect element for revolution. The transgender community are crazies, and they need help, and we need to help them. But the left is using them instead. It wants to use them to their advantage, and it's so evil. But they do that to everyone. That's what they did to the black community and still do and have for 60 years just use them to further their agenda. Um, but these people are psychologically suicidal. Anyone that starts mutilating your own body, you're suicidal. You might not have the courage to pull the trigger, so you're just trying anything to ho in hopes that it will pull you out of your craziness. But they need help. But to create that conflict, the hatred, the violence they thrive on, to justify what they really want to do is go door to door and collect the weapons, they're going to just feed the flames of this. They're going to keep telling these crazy people, oh, Christians hate you, which we don't. We love them, and we want them to get help. We don't want them to mutilate their bodies. That is something permanently done 
where then your your life is going to be just a nightmare forever. Guaranteed. We don't want that for them. We want to help them. And we want to stop all of our teachers from trying to convince these children that they're the opposite sex. Because that'll make you cool if you do this. That's the most evil thing I've ever heard of. Every teacher that has pushed this on the children will have a hotter place in hell than Hitler. You, you cannot do something like this to little innocent children, twist their minds and pervert their thinking where they actually go and mutilate themselves. Uh, and you've told, no, that's good. It's wonderful. It's going to make you happy when you know it's not going to make them happy. They're never going to know what they missed out on because they didn't even know what was going on yet. They don't even know the difference between a boy and a girl and what those differences are and how they were made to work and everything else. They don't even know any of that stuff. It's the most evil thing I've ever seen happen in world history that I've studied. Again, there's been pagan cultures that threw their babies into the fire, but at least they died then. They didn't have to suffer anymore. They've done so many different things like that. But when you mutilate a child while they're still living and where they're going to have to suffer the rest of their life, and will end up committing suicide at some point once they realize what they have done. Um, that, that is, uh, it, it's incomprehensible. It's satanic, period. Every teacher pushing this is satanic. Every leader of this community is demon-possessed. They are, period, and it's horrible. But they're wanting to, to push the conflict, to go door-to-door -door and get the guns, which they know will create them the civil war they would like, at some point, and we will win that war. It'll be a horrible thing, a terrible thing, but they don't understand what they're messing with. 35 million highly trained snipers, the hunting men of America. When they realize, no, you're coming after their child, or you're coming after their wife, or you're trying to deprive them of the ability to provide for themselves, it will happen, and it will be horrible, but... If it goes that route, we will win that. One other thing on that same point, Madonna, when she heard that, she just announced she's doing a concert in Nashville to raise money for the trans community after the shooting of Christians. And she said this, quote, the oppression of the LBG whatever is unacceptable and inhumane, unquote. After they go in there and slaughter little innocent Christian children. The culture has collapsed. <laughs> Every part of it, music, entertainment, education, media, family, church, all other categories. But I tell you all this, it's facts. You just look at it and you go, the dollar's going to collapse. We're probably going to end up in another war and everything. So what do we do? <laughs> Well, we need to be, get on our knees more. You need to join us on Fasting Fridays. We fast from dinner on Thursday night to dinner on Friday night. So you're really just missing breakfast and lunch on Friday. And during those times, you're praying for our country. You're praying that you will have wisdom to know what, what God wants you to do, that you will be taking advantage of the opportunities you have to influence your family your friends, those that you love, those in your community. We have to step this up because it's, it's so clearly collapsing, every part of it. And if we think, oh, it's not going to collapse, so that's stupidity. 
That's such ignorance. We need to be praying. I mean, that's the number one thing we need to be doing and then acting with the things God convicts us to do. We need to be sharing the gospel. The trans community are people that have been lied to. They're people that the system sees as fragile, sees as vulnerable, and so they're going to capture them and use them to their own advantage. They could care less if they all commit suicide at some point, but we should care. They need to hear about the truth, that there's hope, that there's forgiveness, that you're perfect exactly how God made you. You're XX or you're XY from the moment of conception, and that's who you are, and you're perfect. Just everything about you, your little funny smile, whatever it might be, is just the way God wanted you to be. We need to tell them that message. And then we need to tell them that, no, they're not perfect though, and neither, neither are we. But a Savior came to die to forgive us of those sins and to, to unchain us from the penalty of those sins. And we need to, to say that. And I think Gary Cobb mentions in his newsletter here, because of all this stuff going on, because of the mess, we are in a mess. Because of that, a growing number of people are comprehending the moral decay, godlessness, and hopelessness of this world and are longing for a closer and more intimate relationship with the Lord. And that's what we need. That's what we all need right now. And the closer and more intimate that relationship is, the more we're going to have the courage, the boldness, the clear direction, and the words to speak to share hope with those around us, to educate the troops about what's going on so we wake them out of their slumber of just leisure and entertainment and realize, no, no, we were put on this earth for such a time as this. Our verse for this week fits perfectly into this. God told us long ago, this is what happens. It's Psalm 12, verse 8. It says this, listen. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. That's what you get. When you exalt vile, wretched, evil people, then wicked are going to be rampant. They're going to be all around us. And so we need to remember that. God told us that's the consequences of allowing people like that into positions of authority. But just get more serious about prayer. Um, set a time each day to go get on your knees and pray. And I know God will bless those efforts and give you clear direction. And again, the, all this kind of information doesn't make you always oh, give up. No, you cannot give up. You must be faithful with your time, your treasures, and your talents. God has something for you to do if you're alive right now. He has something for me to do right now. Otherwise, we would not be on this earth. The day we have um, outlived our usefulness to God is the day we die. So if you're living, there's something for you to be doing. And so I want you to go do it. And until next week, God bless you.